Welcome to Rich in Life, a podcast for anyone looking to be entertained while picking up a few tips on life, luxury, and resilience. And now your host, Rich Irani. Hey guys. So today we have part two of Carrie Glassman, certified dietitian nutritionist. If you didn't hear part one, please, you have to go back and listen. She's actually brilliant. She gives you a lot of takeaways and teaches us how to be nutritious without sacrificing so many things. So here's part two with Carrie Glassman. Right. I know a lot of people, including myself, that emotional eat. You know, we, we you know, find ourselves emotionally eating and I, I crave sweets a lot. I eat healthy food. I eat my, you know, salads. I eat my healthy fish, whatever. But, you know, every single day, if I don't have some form of chocolate, I can turn into a monster. I mean, yeah. every single day. By the way, so, you and me both. So you're the same way. I, I always say I don't have a sweet tooth. I have a whole mouth of sweet teeth. Okay. <laughs> me, me too. And unfortunately, I just discovered one of the best chocolate chip cookies and I haven't had a good chocolate chip cookie in years. I can beat it. I can beat it. You can? I, am, I am a connoisseur of chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> no, I thought I was. Okay. So I'm okay, going to no, tell I you. I am like a chocolate chip cookie connoisseur. I love them. And my sister-in-law just sent me a package about a month ago of these chocolate chip cookies. And I said, I have tried, I know every chocolate chip cookie, okay, of it around. From Levain oh. to the, all of them, you know all of them. Yeah. All of them, The okay. Standard used to have the best chocolate chip cookies at the Standard Hotel, that the Wake and Bake. I know all of them, continue. Okay, so there's this chocolate chip cookie that she just sent me. And I swear to God, it's the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. And it was made with, and don't, don't, don't roll your eyes, okay? It has tahini and olive oil in it. But I'm telling you, it doesn't, and it's not, by the way, it's not like it's low sugar or anything like that. It's a real chocolate cookie, but it has tahini and olive oil, which is why she sent it to me. She was like, kind of like laughing. Oh, it's a healthier cookie. What's it the name of it? The I want to write okay, it down. So it is from, now I'm going to, I'm, I'm literally blanking on the name. It's like nine, nine, nine grams. Is it nine grams? I'm going to look it up right now. Okay, nine grams, I think, in the city. She sent them to me. Nine grams or something gram. I can't believe I'm forgetting. Okay, while you're looking it up. Okay. I will find I'm, it for you. I'm going to tell insane. you. I might have to send them to you. Okay. Yes, please. One of the best chocolate chip cookies also you wouldn't believe is a Parv chocolate chip cookie. Hmm. No dairy at all. It's usually for, for, for people that eat Parv after, you know, Friday night dinner yeah. for, for Jewish yeah. people that are religious. Yeah. They have Parv. It's Kineret. It's called Kineret. They come in a box and you put it in the oven. Okay. So how about this? Um, you're going to send me those and I'm, I'm going to send you these because I'm going to find out the name and I'm going to send them to you. I need your address after and I want you to test them and tell me what you think. <laughs> and I'm sending you the Kineret because yes. with all the chocolate chip Deal. cookies, I always go back to Kineret. However, okay. getting back to my original, uh, the one yes, I just discovered, eating. the emotional eating and I just discovered, I happen to have been in a crazy mood. I went in to get a green tea at Gregory's Coffee Shop. And okay. I hate saying this because now they're never going to have the chocolate chip cookies left. As it is, I told Robin about it and now they have no chocolate chip cookies. And I'm not blaming Robin, but I have a feeling somebody's <laughs> I like going cookies in there. too. I like cookies I have a feeling too. somebody's going in there taking the last three, four cookies Wait, there. Carrie, is it seven grams cafe? Is that it? Yes, that must be a new, what did I say? Nine grams? Is that yeah. New? Something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Seven grams cafe. And do you see the olive oil chocolate one? Are I you see, on your website? I'm oh going on right now. Yes. Oh my These God. These look insane. Oh my God. But the, but the, that specific one, I'm sure the other ones are good too, but those are really 
Well, is there any nutrients to it? Any benefit to it at all? If you're going to eat that? No, I mean, so here's my thing. If I'm going to eat a chocolate chip cookie, I want a real cookie. I don't want anything fake. I don't want anything diety. I don't want anything packaged processed. I want right. a real chocolate chip cookie. And this just tasted real and delicious and yummy. But then, um, yeah, I, I, I had to yell at my sister-in-law for, for doing yeah, that. Because now you're addicted. Yeah. Like, so I'm addicted to Gregory's. I go there for that big chocolate chip cookie. And I always say I'm going to have one cookie. But meanwhile, the cookie is the size of a pizza. So it's right. like a thousand calorie cookie. And it's like when they say they don't have one left, I actually want to burn the whole place down because, you know, I'm going out in the freezing cold running to try to get my cookie. So anyway, getting back to the emotional eating, is there a way to curb? Is there any advice for people that do emotionally eat, whether oh. maybe they should be eating something specific? Is is there any food to make you less Emotional. Yeah. Emotional. <laughs> I don't know. Well, so here, so first of all, again, I said like I'm human and I always to laugh. Like, I mean, when I had my private practice in the city, I mean, I, I would come in with a Rice Krispie treat or a chocolate chip cookie sometimes in the afternoon and, and say to everyone in the office, exhibit A, emotional eating. <laughs> this is emotional eating, but I am conscious of the emotional eating right now and I'm going to do this and then I'm going to move on and I'm going to have my salmon dinner tonight. <laughs> so one, just being aware, like we're human, everybody's gonna do it sometimes, it's okay. Even there's, and people emotionally eat for happy reasons. They, It's not just, I'm sad, I'm lonely, I'm bored, I'm stressed. It's, it's good, good emotions too sometimes, right? So one, you know, I always tell people is A, be aware that like, we're all going to do it to some extent. It's, it's, we're human. Okay. So the first thing I like to tell people is, and what will work for one person isn't necessarily going to work for another. So there isn't sort of this overall, this is what you're supposed to do, but there is a tool that, you know, that I teach people to help them get in touch with the when, the what, the how, the what they can do about it. So I so write down, you know, your triggers. Like if you take, if you thought about it right now, you could probably pinpoint your triggers. Is it stress? Is it every day at four when you're getting a little tired? Is it, you know, when whatever happens, holidays, stress, season, whatever you can pinpoint, right? So write down your triggers. Okay. Is it, you know, getting off the phone with your mother-in-law? You know what I mean? Like it could be anything like, what are your triggers? And then I like to have, and when you just even acknowledging that can be helpful. Okay. So I, so my issue is I crave, it's almost like a drug. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, and I don't have this issue with drinking and I love to drink, but I never, I can go without drinking for a week, forget about it, then drink every single day. But for some reason, when it comes to chocolate, I remember when I was hiding it from my kids before they discovered what it was, what, like, so mm -hmm. they were three years old. If they weren't away from me by like three, four o'clock, I used to almost lose my mind because I needed to eat cookies and yeah. I couldn't let them see me eat it because they would yeah. know, you know, they'd want it. So I don't know how, and I don't feel that way oh. about anything else. So there's, a, so that's, that can be more craving. It's, it's an a, addiction. It's though. Craving meets emotional eating, right? So okay. it could be a little bit like habit in the afternoon. It could be emotional. You're a little bit tired. It could be, um, and then it can also just be craving because of, of how you're eating. So what I always say is you focus on your trigger and then you have <laughs> controls and non-food controls. So, so, but in your case, and I can go into like what I mean by food controls and non-food controls, but in your case there where you have this sort of same craving every day, that can be, that could be what you're eating throughout the day. So again, without knowing every little detail, it's hard for me to say exactly, but I would take a look and say, well, are you even properly hydrated? Are you eating enough protein through the day? Are you eating enough calories through the day? And are you eating enough, are you having enough calories that are, um, 
you know, that you're getting the right, the right proportion of macronutrients like protein, carbs, and fats that you're actually really satisfied and full. Because if you're not, that can set you up to crave more, more sweets when you're not fully satisfied there. So sometimes when people have those sugar cravings, it's actually that they need more protein and fat during the day and they have less sweet cravings. Sometimes it's just such a habit and you need to just like cut that habit with something, with a new routine. Like maybe for you, it's a chai tea. And I don't mean chai with all the sugar and all that. I'm saying just like a plain chai herbal tea. Like maybe it's that and changing the habit there. Maybe you don't really need it. Like you're just in more of a habit. Um, so I would look, sometimes you look at like what someone's doing as far as their, you know, um, their blood sugar, like I just mentioned, maybe you're not keep, keeping your blood sugar level stable, steady. Maybe you're not getting enough calories. Maybe it's habit. So there's a lot of different things you can look at to see, you know, where that, emo is it emotional eating, craving? Well, I think you already hit it for me. I think yeah. my issue is I, I work out really hard and yeah. I don't eat a lot of food food. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I eat like, you you're know, not, you're, not, you're not fueling yourself I'm not enough. getting, I'm not getting, right. you know, I eat because you know what? I eat and I just wait to get it over with so I can go to Gregory's and get my thousand calorie cookie. And that's all I'm right. thinking about. But I'm not reason, interested. The reason you're craving the sweets is because sweets is fast, quick energy. Yes. Sugar is quick energy. We don't have, the body doesn't have to do a lot of work to use that energy. So that's why when you're not fueled properly, you're going to crave those sweets. So if you have more protein and more healthy fat and fiber to fill you up after you work out, you might still have those cravings at the beginning a little bit because it's it's sort of craving meets habit meets you know a routine you've got going on so um it might take a little while to change that but it will absolutely um start to start to take effect and and you probably will have less cravings there so then i should start incorporating maybe during the day more fats like eating my salmon instead of for dinner having it maybe yeah. in the middle of the day like oh, for yeah. lunch you having a big salmon because maybe once i i'm going to try that but i want to yeah. go now to the kids thing because this is the conundrum for young parents like brad yeah. and i not I'm that we're so young but we i'm not kids. being rude i'm just sending a message to somebody saying that i'm running late for my next thing at 11 but that's totally cool we're good okay. i want to keep going this is fun oh, don't worry okay good so we'll, we'll let you out soon. no no I'm no, no it's I, internal it's all good i'm just messaging her okay hang on one moment i'm so sorry Please, go ahead i know we, we edit these right we're good so getting back to the kids thing this is the conundrum that all these parents have with young kids is everyone tries to keep them away from the junk food and the chocolate but you know the minute they start first grade and kids have parties and they get a taste it's done it's done mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do the cat's out of the bag and this is the huge problem that we all have as uh, parents with young kids how do we I don't even know what my question is. How do we just get them to monitor how much they eat? It's so hard. My daughter yeah. only likes pasta and, and yep. she likes chocolate. And my son eats a little bit more, but it's the chocolate. It's for all parents. We all have the same problem. This is the yeah. biggest conundrum. And then yeah. they go to parties and then they eat crap and then they come home and then they want, you know, dessert after dinner. And it's it yeah. just, it's, it's endless. Yeah. So what I, what I say so wait, is, before you continue, yeah. so before you continue, do we just not give a shit and wait till they're 16 and 17 and they figure it out by the, on their own? No, a hundred percent. No. 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 Okay. Okay, good. No. I'm glad you're giving me that advice because no, it's, 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 no. it's exhausting. At some point I just say, let them figure it out on their own when they're no. 16 and 17 and they want to be healthy and fit. You don't wait to just let them figure it out like that. However, you do let go of the stress of it a lot. So what you what I mean there is you have a healthy home, 
you have healthy foods at home, you don't have absolutely nothing unhealthy in the house, like a box of cookies or a, you know, a, or some ice cream, but you provide healthy meals. Snack time isn't a bag of chips. Snack time is cucumbers, peppers, and hummus, or whatever, whatever it might be. But you, you, you have a healthy home with healthy foods with a couple. And again, it depends on the individual home, and everybody has to set up. I never will tell parents. I will never tell them this is how you have. This is the culture of food you have to have in your house. It is up to parents to decide the type of house they want to have. Like, do they want to have a house that's all organic? Do they want to have a home that they have dessert every night, but it's fruit and it's special on the weekends? Do they want to have a? Well, we don't care if kids want dessert; they want dessert. That is up to parents to figure out. But it, you need to be intentional about it and make a decision there and have a conversation, just like you'd have a conversation about finances or you'd have a conversation about how what religion is in your home or what types of schools you want to send your kids to. You need to have a conversation about what is the culture here? Because the pr a big problem is that kids grow up in a home where one parent is bringing in you know, um, fast food for dinner and the other parent is saying, we're only having organic wild salmon. You know, like So you have to have that conversation and have the conversation with the kids. You know, like have it, have the conversation. So it's figure great. out the culture of your home. That's the first thing. The second thing I say is don't talk about it. And, you know, for me as a talker and a dietitian, it's hard not to talk about that's really healthy for you and that's that. But the same way you teach your kids to brush their teeth, what do they do? They brush their teeth. Are you talking about it? How's that toothbrush going? And how long did you do it for? And looks like you got a good brush in. You're not really talking about it all day long. You're just, hey, you brush your teeth, good. It should be like, hey, you ate your dinner, good. You know what I mean? Like, don't over. You had your sweets. You had so, your sweets. You're know, done like, for the day. Prepare or just prepare. No, but what I'm saying is like when you're having healthy food, even put the vegetables out, put the salmon out, put the whatever and sit down and eat together and eat a healthy meal. But don't say you got to finish those vegetables and have that salmon before you have your sweet. Just eat a healthy meal together. And then um, when it comes to the sweets, again, have a couple things in the house so they don't feel super deprived, like they never ever are near sweets and it's taboo, but it should just be, it's not that it's taboo to eat the sweets, it's just that eating a lot of sweets and junk isn't normal like what you do, just like you don't get up at three in the morning to brush your teeth, you brush your teeth in the morning and at night. You don't, right. you know what I'm saying? Like it should be a normal thing just to eat healthy, to have, you know, so I always used to have like maybe one thing of ice cream in the house, maybe one thing of cookies, like a couple bags of healthier types of chips, but then the house is filled with healthy foods that we, we eat. And I, I mean, I have to say, you know, I have two kids now that are 15 and a half and 18 and a half. And I, I, I literally have to be like, oh gosh, don't watch me eat this sweet right now. Like they make fun of me. I am the, I am, I'm the least unhealthy <laughs> of the three of us. Like, so they your are son so, is the 19 year old and yeah, the 15, almost, is it? He's almost 19. Yeah, he'll be 19 okay. in May. I shouldn't and rush him. And your 15 year old is a boy or a girl? Girl. Okay. Now, you know, listen, I hate to say, but isn't girls a little bit more susceptible? Like they say when they get their period, you know, they start gaining yes. weight. They have to watch yes. more. Oh no, they have completely different and yeah, and I don't want to get too much into this for, for just, again, he, he'll never listen and whatever. I don't want her to, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to talk too much about that. I always say like, you have to talk about like, them, but let's talk about their stuff, stuff I have is a their stuff, but I will I, just say that I never deprived. I just had a healthy home and they both blow me away with their healthy habits. Now they're so, they're so, they love, they just, they, they, it's because that's normal to them to eat real food. So when people say, well, but my daughter, she only wants pasta. I say, well, so you know what? 
have the, if that's the only thing she's going to eat for the moment, have a little bit, but incorporate all those other healthy foods, have her see you, see you eating all of these other healthy foods when she's hungry, when she only has a little bit of pasta and then wants sweets say, okay, so you can have, you didn't really eat a lot for dinner. Let's have more of your dinner. It doesn't have to be okay. Dessert. You know what I'm saying? So if your child has, if you give your child a turkey sandwich for lunch and they eat a bite and then a half hour later they want something like, oh, it's snack time and they have chips. I say, well, no, just give your child the other half of the sandwich that they didn't eat. So like try to just like incorporate more food into their life and don't make it such a major deal, but you have to really talk about it less, but show more, do the work, see the health, have the healthy food around. It's great advice. It's so much easier said than done. I it mean, is. you're so lucky that you are work. a a nutritionist. You have a 19 year old and a 15 year old, and they get the message. It's like I yeah. just want to ship it, my kids off to you for maybe a month well, or two, and uh, we'll take them by back. By the way, by the way, also, I mean, my kids have lots of. They all have lots of faults. They've all got. I could. We could. We could. We could talk about all the weaknesses too. And I'm not <laughs> trying to pat myself on the back like they ended up like. Oh my God, they're such healthy eaters. I'm not. I don't mean it like that. I'm just saying like. You know, people used to sometimes say to me, oh, do you let them have anything? I'm like, yeah, I let them have the sweets. And when they go to a party, yes. You don't say, oh, you're only allowed to have, you know. Have no, all bets party. are off. We're the same way. You go to a yes. birthday party, all bets party, are off. That's what it. you want. Yeah. I'm not dictating anything. But like, but like, but so I'm just using as an example, like they, if you don't, I don't think I, I didn't shove it down their throats to eat healthy, but I didn't deprive. And I think like it, it, they end up being healthier eaters. You know, I want, I want to actually tell you one quick story because I think you'll appreciate this. So I had a, I had a, um, a friend of mine who would say, you know, my daughter doesn't eat any vegetables. She eats no vegetables, no vegetables. She will not eat it. She only eats like chicken grilled a certain way and pasta. That is it. No vegetables. And I said, well, stop telling her she has to eat her vegetables, but just provide them every night. And I said, she goes, but, and because what happens is most parents then stop making the vegetables right? They're like, they're not going to eat them. So they just put out the chicken nuggets or whatever. And they don't put out the vegetables because they think, oh, my kids aren't going to eat them. So why waste it? So I say, cut up the vegetables or roast the vegetables, put them in the fridge, have them for, for you the next day. Just, I don't care. Or like, do not worry about wasting that. You use them, put them out every single night. So every night it's about a year. She puts them out. Daughter never touches them, never, ever touches them. Just eats the chicken, the pasta, whatever. One night she's in a rush after about a year, she doesn't put out the vegetables. She puts down just the chicken and the pasta or whatever. And her daughter, I think she was maybe five at the time, turns to her and says, where are my vegetables? And she's like, (laughs) (laughs) and so, but what I said was, I don't even know if she would have eaten them. She wasn't even planning on eating them. She was like, but where are those veggies? So I can stare at them and not eat them. But the point is I said, but this is the thing. Those are the kids that grow up to be 15, 16, 17 and say, where's my vegetables with dinner? I want a salad. Or they go off to college and when they go to the dining hall, they think they add vegetables to their plate. Even if they hadn't been eating them growing up, they're going to start doing that because that's what a normal meal looks like. So all of that work you're doing that you feel like is like, oh, but they're not eating this and this is so hard. It's not, it's it's working. It's working. You just might not see the bet. You might not just see it go into effect for a while. That's okay, all so I'm I saying. think that is a great takeaway, Carrie. I think that is so smart because that's one thing Brad and I have been doing right for years. We always cut up red pepper, cucumbers, and carrots, and even some celery for me. So when I come home and I get hungry, I do it. So the thing is, you know, we cut it up every couple of days, and it goes in a in, in a um, what is it called? The not the tin, the the glass thing and we open it. So now with the kids, they love the yeah. cucumbers and carrots. Right. It's in front of them all the time, yes. whether they eat it or not. I pick it. Exactly. They pick exactly. it. Exactly. 
And exactly. what I what I do also with their fruit is, you know, I, I try to, you know, they go through phases. Kids go through phases every five minutes. I like apples. I don't like apples, you know, right. whenever they go through any fruit thing, what I do is I squeeze lemon on their fruit. Now I did it initially so the apples wouldn't get you know, disgusting after a half an hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. Turns out they love the apples with the lemon and they love the strawberries with the lemon. So I squeeze a little lemon so they get vitamin C in their fruit as well. So those things, yeah, isn't that a great idea? And we buy everything organic and it's the one thing I say, I don't care. We buy all organic and we put it in front of them. And if we have to throw it out, we have to throw it out, but they do eat it. Even if they don't finish it or some days they won't eat it. It's the one thing I always say- put in front. I even put lemon on the cucumbers now. They like oh, it. That's great. No, Isn't I love that. that. Listen, if it's helping them eat the fruits and vegetables, that's great. And you know, like I said, it's show, don't tell. Don't You don't have to tell, eat the veggies, eat the veggies, eat the veggies. It's just, you're presenting it. You're putting it out there and that's what is going to pay off. I think that's very smart advice. Uh, we never make them finish food. When they say they're full, no. I'm like, okay, don't eat. Well, I always say, I always say the the parents that come in to my office, well, again, like I I don't have my private practice anymore, but when I did, the parents that would come in with, you know, the three-year-olds, four-year-olds, five-year-olds and say, or say to me, I can't get them to finish eating. And I keep trying to tell them, you have to finish your plate. You got to finish. You're not getting your food in. I say, they're the same parents that come back 10 years later saying that their kids have gained weight and they just, they overeat and they're eating (laughs) more and I'm like- Exactly. Let them li- like listen to it. But the, what the, what you can do is though, if they don't, if let them guide, let them listen to their bodies, which is great that they're in tune with their bodies. But when they're hungry, twenty minutes later, just give them more of their dinner versus going to the snacks. That's where people make a mistake. They think, oh, but dinner was over, and then they go to the snacks. I say, no, they're just listening to their bodies. Keep the little food on the side and give them more of those veggies. Or even if it's not the dinner, give them something that's at least real food. We learned that recently. We keep the food there and because they'll, they don't eat a lot. They turn around they're like, I'm hungry. I'm like, go back and finish. Yeah. So you touched earlier and I just want to, you know, talk about it again, real quick about the eight pillars of a nutritious life. I know we discussed the sleeping and everything, but can you just run through it again for people listening? The eight pillars of a nutritious life. Yeah, absolutely. So the eight pillars of nutritious life, let's start with, um, so eat empowered. We talked a lot about eat empowered. Um, I mean, that's, we could go on and on and on about that, but I'll just say, so the, the, the food pillar is the eat empowered pillar and then sleep deep, uh, which we talked a little bit about also drink up, which we did talk about a little bit too. Yes. Nurturing yourself, which is really like my self care pillar. Um, and then live consciously, which relates really to the world at large, but also your own personal environment. I'm a big, you know, believer in decluttering and how that reduces stress, which affects, you know, your stress hormones. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, sweat often, which is the exercise pillar, love more, which is the relationship pillar, and stress less, which obviously is the stress pillar. So all of those things work together to, um, you know, like I said, physiologically, behaviorally, to help you live a healthy life, but it doesn't need to be overwhelming and difficult. And you don't have to get stressed out trying to do this stuff because the whole point is that you're not right. It's just, you know, hug your kids, hug your spouse, you know, just look, change your perspective. I always say if you change your perspective a little bit, it really goes a very long way. I already, I mean, I told you sleep is a terrible pillar of mine. I do a very bad job. I'm working on it all the time. And stress would be my other bad pillar. I, I, it's always been, I've had to work really, really hard on my stress. So um, what is it that stresses you? Well, I'm a naturally, I'm just natu- You don't seem it. You seem so well-rounded and so even keeled. You do. 
You oh, sound wow. very reason. You're a very reasonable woman, woman, especially when it comes to life and, and, and what to do with children and how to eat. What stresses you out? I think I run, I think I run like, a, I think I run stressed. Like I, I run it like a, a I, I think I'm naturally like that a little bit, but I also Is it think the kids? I have a lot of stress. Do you worry about life. the kids? Do you worry about um, the kids? So, well, I have my, I mean, I have, I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years. Uh-huh. My business was recently uh, within the past year and a half was acquired. And so that has changed some of my stress to a certain extent, but there's still other stress that goes along with that. Um, I have, I, I've been a single mom. I have a, I have a boyfriend part, so, who I live with. So um, I don't want to give him an, no credit and they do have a dad, but <laughs> They have a dad, but I always say, but I've been a, but I, but for most of my, most of my parenting years, um, I've really been, it was a single mom at home. I mean, really single at home with my two kids. So doing that and running a business and, you know, trying to. The name of your business is Nutritious Life. Yeah. Okay. So, and how many years have you had that? So I started my private practice in 2002 that's when I really started my my practice. And at the time, it actually wasn't called Nutritious Life. A couple of years later, I changed the name. But that's when I started my private practice. And then in 2014, I started the Nutritious Life Studio, which is the education arm uh, uh, where, well, the whole thing is education, but I say the education so you arm teach. for other professionals. Correct. Yeah. So, so I want the audience to know that what you actually do yeah. is you don't, you stopped coaching clients separately. And what you yep. did is on a bigger scale is yeah. you're teaching other people how to teach larger yeah. audiences of people. So it's exactly. so smart. Instead of trying to help people with their nutrition one by one, you're mm-hmm. actually now taking somebody that's interested in learning about nutrition to teach other people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what I did was, so even going back when I first started my practice in 2002, you know, everything in the nutrition world was diet and diet and exercise, diet and exercise. And I knew because of what I talked about when I was in college, you know, that I didn't want to just do that. I knew that all these other pillars, stress and sleep played such a, a big role. So I would have clients come in and I mean, my first logo of my business had a little, a little brain for stress with a little arrow to a drop of water for the drink up pillar with a little arrow to bed for sleep. And this is again, 2002, people weren't talking about this a lot. And people would look at me like I was crazy when I asked them about their love life and their stress and their sleep. They're like, just give me a diet. It's like, no, these other things are really important. So I've been talking about that for, um, for a long time, but I knew when I started that I wanted just being, I've always had that entrepreneurial mindset. So I knew I was like, I want to take this philosophy and get it out there into the world. And, you know, so I created what I say, this binder literally was a binder that was like, this is what I do on session one. This is what I do in session two. And this is my whole philosophy. And one day I'm going to take it and license it and get it out there in the world. So over the next, you know, few years, I hired dietitians to work for me. I grew my practice. And then after doing, you know, a whole bunch of things, like whatever, writing books and doing this and that and, you know, getting divorced and going through like just lots of life, um, I finally um, decided to dive into someone actually that I'd worked with said to me, well, what do you want to do? What's the big thing you want to do? And I said to him, I was like, well, I really want to just take this and get it out there into the world in this bigger way. And, you know, and, and he looked at me and said, well, I said, but I've been looking for a partner to do it with. And I haven't really found that right, right company. And he said, well, why don't you just do it? And I was like, really, I can just do it. And online education wasn't nearly as big of a thing at the time. So I went and just did it and I started it. And then it sort of became this much bigger thing than I even anticipated. Um, we have people, uh, that are certified nutritious life, certified nutrition and wellness coaches in 35 countries. 
um, wow. about 2,000 people. Yeah. And a year and a half ago, like I said, we were acquired by a larger education company. And yeah, so I'm excited about all the, all the things to come. <laughs> that, that, that's really great. Were you divorced when you started? What year did you get divorced? Yes. Um, uh, I was, I've been divorced for like 11 years. Okay. So you started the company before you got divorced. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. my whole nutrition. Yes. yes. And it's 11 gone years. many different and iterations, but yes. Yes. The original and, company. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you have a boyfriend that lives with you not to get too personal, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We live together. Yeah. So why don't you get married? I'm just curious. I'm just like, yeah. why not get married? Well, been, and only because you have kids together. there and, you know, kind of make it legal and just, yeah, no, not? it's funny. We've been together, um, just over 10 years actually. Wow. So yeah. So everybody asks that and it's funny. It's not, and I think everybody always expects that it's an issue with one of us. And I would say it's not an issue. It's not, it's not an issue in a, in a, in a bad way of any kind or a good way. It's not like one of us wants to, and the other one's fighting the one on it. Right. And it's not, there's just no issue at all about it. We just really don't even think we know about we're going to be together. We own, you know, our home together. We have a whole life together, but we just, I don't know. I just have no, I right now at the moment, and it's not for any lack of love for this person. I don't, and I don't want to, cause I don't want to sound disrespectful there. It's not for any lack of love. I just have no, no need, no interest. No, no, I don't. And I don't know why, cause I'm actually a really pretty traditional in many ways type of a person. Um, but with this, I don't, I, I don't even know why I almost surprised myself that I don't want to get married. I think it's also because, and I'm, trust me, I'm no shrink, but I think it's also because you've already been married and have your two children. Oh, if you were absolutely. maybe, so like, yeah. if you were thinking about having more children with him, you might yeah. turn around and say, you know what, let's get married. But I think you kind of know where you absolutely. are. And, well, right? I also think like, you know, I was, I got divorced. I had my business. I was, you know, had a lot of, there was a lot of financial stress with that. And a lot of, um, I had a lot of responsibility with my business and my kids. And I so when got, you divorced your husband, did you get, I'm sorry to ask, but alimony, was he very no, supportive? No, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to dive down here. Cause I don't want to be disrespectful and get okay, good. Anything. Okay. Really fair nice enough. Fair I have enough. a really nice relationship with my ex. Um, so I just want to, let's just say, I just had a lot, there was a lot of stress there. For but many, you did want to start years. making your own money and, and this I is how it began. It. And I, yeah, and I already was. And I, and I had a lot of financial responsibility for my kids. I'll say that. And I, and there was just a lot of stress for, like I said, a lot of years. Um, and I kind of powered through it and I continued to grow my business as I kept things, you know, going, doing everything I wanted to do for my kids. And I think, you know, I got, I, I life, you know, it's not that it's just so easy breezy now by any mean, but, um, I got through a lot of, a lot of really crazy rough years. And so now sometimes I, I guess I just think like I'm in this like better zone and place. And I just, I don't need to do that again. Carrie, isn't it incredible when you feel you've tackled so many things in your life? Like, wow, I finally got through that obstacle and that hurdle. And you really feel like you're centered, but the new things come up. There's oh, always new things that absolutely. constantly come up. Okay, oh, my absolutely. last question to you, and I have to ask you, do you look better in clothes or out of clothes? This is something <laughs> me and my friends used to play That's all so the time. Funny. You know how some people look so great? You're like, oh my God, I want to see, how do they look naked underneath those clothes? And then you see them, like I see this guy at the gym and the thing, and I'm like, oh my God, 
That's terrible. Oh, oh my God, that's that such a good question. I mean, I think I might have to ask my boyfriend that. I don't know. No, I don't no, know no. Tell me what you think. Do you think you're a nutritionist? Yeah, I'd and, say you know, clothes. Clothes. You, think, you, you would say clothes. I think okay. clothes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd say I mean, clothes. I went through a period where I thought I looked better out of clothes. Because you know, I'm no, not, I know what I know. What I know exactly what you're saying. Because sometimes right. clothes, when someone's, it's almost not doing them justice for how good right. they look naked. I get where you're going here. Yes, I just say, you know, I'm 49. I got a lot. You know, I don't know. It's not, not girl. It's not, you look terrific. Not looking as pretty in certain certain parts anymore. I don't know. <laughs> huh? I hear you. I hear you. But let me tell you something. You look terrific. And this was very informative. I actually love this conversation. Oh, thank, thank you for you. sharing so much and being a good sport. I just, I have to say, wait, I want to say, I got to tell you two more things. Tell me, please. Fun conversation. So I want to tell you two more things. Yes. So one, I just want to say, like, I feel like I gave myself lots of credit with my kids eating healthy. Um, I don't want to, I hope that didn't sound, uh, or I don't want anyone to think that I'm just like, you know, I haven't effed them up in lots of other ways. Of course, I've made lots of mistakes. I just think they've done pretty good there with the food thing. So just want to make sure we all know, you know, I've made plenty of other mistakes. Carrie, can I tell okay. you, just because you give your kids one little credit doesn't mean everybody thinks that, you know, <laughs> no, I know. I'm they just, are the I'm just saying, yes. I'm just saying, I don't want it, you know, just because I'm like, I'm, I'm a dietitian and they just yes. eat so wonderful. No, yeah. you're very humble. Like As parents, we all know we may do one or two things like the right way, but Trust me, there's a whole um, slew of other things that, you know, you got to work on. And then I do want to also say, so we were talking, you know, just as long as we kind of dove into like those crazy stressful years of things. Like, so there was one, I, I want a funny story when I was right after I got divorced or so, soon thereafter, and I was just so, so stressed with business and whatever. And I had just, you know, after I paid my, you know, my nanny and then I paid everybody in my office their payroll that week and whatever and you know cash flow you have things coming in but then you know as you're running a business and that week was just a really rough week and I remember I was like I have five dollars and 26 cents in my account right now and I literally was like I, I I just was like how am I sitting here in this apartment with my two little kids for the weekend like how am I even getting through the weekend and my brother dropped off five hundred dollars a bottle of wine and a Xanax and was like get to Monday, get to Monday. You know what I mean? I love like? your brother. You know, and I, I love was like, your brother. It's so funny because you will, and now I don't drink and I don't take like at all and I don't whatever, but it's just funny. It's like, it's like, I think back and I don't even know why I'm sharing this other than we kind of started going down that road of things that I haven't even thought about in so long. And I just like think about that moment and that weekend now sometimes. And I'm like, oh my God, if I knew then, you know, where I'd be now, it's like, but you go through, especially as a, whether you're, you know, you're a single mom or you're an entrepreneur or whatever it is, like there's so many different highs and lows of like your journey. And just, I don't know, sometimes you just have to look back and be like, Oh, wow. Like I got through that. <laughs> I love what you're saying because what you're saying to me is sometimes a crutch, if it's temporary, could be good for you. And yeah. I say that sometimes you need a crutch to get you through the very difficult times. And once you're through it, you know, it gets you through it and then you can resume yeah. back to your healthy lifestyle and evolve. Yeah. And it's funny. And it's like, and then like, there's going to be another hurdle. There's going to be another thing, but it's like one day at a time, you know? And anyway, I don't even know. You can, cut that, if, you can cut that if you want, but I just- I'm not like, cutting yeah, anything. I think all this you. is great. One day at a time, which was also a great television show. I don't know if you remember it. You're I don't know. Do you remember the television show one day at a yes, time? Yes, I do. Yeah, of I course. Do. Okay. It was also a great show and a great saying. We're yeah. going to leave it at that. 
Carrie. Thank you. Her Instagram, you've got to follow her if you really want to know how to treat your body better, how to deal with the bloating, how to deal with constipation, and just how to have a better nutritious life. Nutritious Life Official is the Instagram handle, and it's Carrie Glassman is who we have. Sorry, I blanked for one second. That's Carrie Glassman. Yeah, how do I not know? I mean, Rachel Ray, Access Hollywood, The View. I mean, (laughs) you helped all these people. I mean, is there any, was there any show you regret doing? No, no. No, none of them. I've I've always had fun on all the shows I've done. I've had so much fun. And people always ask that, how's so-and-so? How's so-and-so? I'm like, I love, I always have had a great time on shows. And you also have, you wrote a lot of books, didn't you? Yes, I have written, I've written four books. But- Again, I've been doing this a long ass time. I know you. Look I haven't really written my last book was two thousand. My last book was two thousand twelve. I wrote four books in five years, and so yeah. Uh, what's the two best books that people should read? If they're listening. Well, they want to read so they're them. they're old at this point, but I would say that they're ninety five percent still totally on point. I would say uh, the O two diet and the new you and improved diet. O two diet was I was my favorite. O2 diet. Mm-hmm. That was okay, my favorite. Great. And that, that was 2010. But like I said, 95% of it is still really accurate and up to date. Um, and relevant. Yeah. And relevant. Exactly. Carrie Glassman, thanks for coming on Rich in Life. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. I learned a lot from you. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, great. You've been listening to Rich in Life with Rich Arani. If you liked what you've heard, click subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Or visit us at richinlife.com. That's R-I-T-C-H in life.com.